<laughs> funny if I just said leave meeting. Well, you leave, you, podcast. you son of a bitch. <laughs> and with that, welcome to another episode of Jukebox Deep Dive. Uh, I am, of course, the host, Chris Osborne. For this particular episode, I am hanging out with one of my good friends, Aaron Sturdevant. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. How about yourself? You lo- I'm doing great. You look and sound like you're feeling pretty good. I'm, I am. I'm prepared. <laughs> Listen to hip-hop Very- do that. Very prepared. Yeah. For anyone, of course, who doesn't know, Aaron hosts the fantastic horror podcast, Horror with Sir Sturdy. Uh, where, where can people find that, buddy? Facebook and YouTube, as well as um, Twitch. On Twitch, it's horror underscore with underscore sir underscore sturdy. But Facebook and YouTube, you can find it. It's also on audio platforms, but my audio is not caught up 100% right now. I have over 100 episodes on the audio platform, so you got a ton to listen to. But I'd say how, ma- how many more in the bank? <laughs> a lot a lot but we've been doing a lot of live shows that's true but i do have stuff in the bank which will be coming out don't worry (laughs) (laughs) can i tell them about our our show we call oh yeah we and of course we also do popcorn and pints streaming on saturday nights yes uh, also on facebook youtube the audio thing i'm actually gonna be working on this weekend so it'll be on audio platforms as well but facebook youtube and twitch the z network twitch the underscore z underscore network on Twitch, so you can go and check that out. Watch us live every Saturday at nine o'clock. Also, content drops at, on Fridays and Saturdays at six o'clock. Tune in for that and see what it is. Z Network will be dropping stuff every every day. People, you're the, you're the promotion and hype man for these. You were born for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember all that and what's coming out when and whatnot. But it's just because I mean, for Horror Star Thirty, I do it every Tuesday and Thursday, and then Popcorn and Pies do it every Saturday, and like the same. Things that I pop up on popcorn and pints, like with all of our four shows. Yep, I do that. I do that every day. So I, or every time I'm doing a show, so like when I'm you know, even when you're not on, I'm horror research starting. I'm still popping it up because it's the Z Network. I gotta show love for it all. And That's right, man. That is right. Grow. I can't stick to a schedule. It'd be too hard for me to do that. That's why I am pre-recording a lot of these before I start releasing them. So who knows what order I'm gonna put these episodes out in? This could be second. This could be last. <laughs> it'll be live that's just because it's you that is that's the beauty as i record these i gotta do my best not to say episode whatever just another episode yeah i stopped doing that with the horror research story just because of having so much stuff in the background i'm just like you know what i'm done as you you it'll go up to like 160 something then i'm like you know what fuck this and i even think for the audio i'm not gonna even number them anymore i'm just gonna drop them there you go so we got a fun uh a little fun episode i'm excited about this one Yes. Uh, talking about Nelly's country grammar. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, obviously, I listen to mostly pop punk, singer, songwriter, rock music. It's not often I dabble in the hip hop. There's honestly not a lot of it that ever jumps out at me. I like the occasional song or two I hear on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, fuck, man. Country grammar came out in 2000. So I was either a junior, depending on when in 2000, I was either a junior or senior in high school. And I just, I don't know what it was about this album. I just fucking loved it. And I remember at the time, I was driving my first car, my Ford Ranger. And I had two 12-inch subs in the extended cab part. Mm-hmm. So, that, so that shit fucking shook. Yes, yes. I, I can only imagine, man. I can only freaking imagine. It's crazy. This thing came out June 27th, 2000. That's so wild. Okay, so that was that was the summer before my senior year. Yeah. Holy shit. It's just wrapping up so our wrapping junior up year. Junior year. <laughs> wrapping up in my school career, junior year. Got it. Got it. To warn people, this is gonna get off the rails fairly real quick. It is. Uh, you can expect all kinds of nonsense and probably some light racial humor in this episode. Yes. But remember it's all in good fun. <laughs> and it's mostly gonna be by me, the black yes. guy. <laughs> It's it's no coincidence you are on this particular episode. (laughs) Yes. Don't cancel us. Well, if you cancel us, people will hear about us. Then they'll want to hear it. But that's true. All promotions, good promotion. Yep. So and we'll go through kind of loosely track by track. That's what I like to do uh, with these episodes and just kind of share stories, talk nonsense. But so I start I've been listening to this album for the last week on my headphones while I'm at work, certainly not on speakers. And I haven't listened to the entire album definitely in years. Uh, but when you think Nelly, you could pr- you can re- basically remember the four singles that came out on this from this album. 
Easily. Uh, country Grammar, the hot shit song, as I'm sure most people call it. Ride yes. With Me. Uh, hot, yeah. shit, hot Shit put him on the map. This was his debut album. There's no question about that. And then Ride With Me just kind of probably sealed <laughs> that form, the way that song blew up. Oh, we'll, get, yeah. we'll get into those. There's that EI song that he put out as a single. And then uh, he the fourth single was Batter Up. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about the songs as we go through this. But I think what grabbed me about the album, like I said, I don't listen to a lot of um, hip hop, but it was, I remember as I was going through this, first off, a uh, lot more, it was much more raunchy than I remembered. <laughs> it's, yeah, it is. I, maybe not that I remembered, but it's, it, it's, it's definitely something. <laughs> this is my genre of music. I usually, I'm more of a hip hop R&B type of person. So this is, you get that with those, both those like, genres. And I, I didn't think of it when I think back on how much I, <clears throat> when, like when the singles come on the radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, how much they bleep out. Yeah. How much they're actually bleeping out. And then as I, cause I never really focused or scrutinized the lyrics like I do when I'm preparing for one of these episodes. So I was picking it up more and more as I was listening to it throughout the week. And like I said, this morning before the episode, I actually sat down. I had the lyrics up on one screen just as I was kind of listening through. I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I wanted to try and just Google to see if I could figure out how many times the N-bomb gets dropped, but I couldn't find any kind of... A lot. (laughs) But it's a lot. He says it a lot. I say it a lot. but And I don't think... Honestly, I don't think there's any question this album's pretty much about weed and sex. A lot of it, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> weed you could throw some drinking in there sex and cars but cars lead to sex weed sex and cars that's that's what this album is about yeah. but i and despite not despite that but it, you know that's a it's a theme that plays through the album and honestly by the album i get tired of the theme a little bit but musically and between his voice and his verse writing that's what kept me hooked throughout this album as i was going through it and remembering yeah. it uh i remembered the singles of course First off, this album is a fucking long album. There's 17 tracks on this. It's just over an hour long, but like three of those, one's an intro, one's an outro, one's a little interlude, mm-hmm. uh, kind of just like voicemails. I don't give a shit about those. It's not, there was actual no music there. So you're, we're looking at like 14 songs and holy shit, man, you listen to these and they are long. This By the time you get to the end of this album, I'm like, Jesus, I've been listening to this for an hour. See, and to me, I like longer albums. For the if, if it's an album that I really enjoy, which I've told you before, my favorite album of all time is like it's Dark and Hell's Out by DMX, Rest in Peace. Yep, that album. If I'm not mistaken, it's it's about an hour ish. If I'm not mistaken, and I don't mind it, but from so I can listen to that from song one to the very last song, and from the very last song to the first song. <clears throat> just because we're talking about Nelly's album, I can't do that with this album. Like I did it because I had to, but if I were to go back and listen to his music from this album. It's going to be the singles and maybe one or two other songs, maybe. So there's there's probably three or four songs I would cut from this to make it a fantastic, just straight up experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could, I mean, I can listen to this all the way through. It's fine. But there's two or three songs that I will also happily skip over. One in particular. And we'll, again, we'll go through the track list in a little bit. Just I want to throw out a couple interesting yeah. tracks here. So... No, none of his singles, all four of them, ever actually hit number one, but the album was number one. So that's an interesting thing. Consi- that is super weird. Because when, like, when you when we talk about doing this album and stuff, and then listening to it, as soon as you hear the singles, I remember the two thousands, and I remember because this is back when I'd say the radio was still even cool to listen to. As far as like you're not hearing the same shit every single every ten minutes, you're hearing the same two songs. It was yep. that, and then music videos were so cool and so fun to watch. And I remember seeing his music videos on a lot, like on the BET countdown or MTV countdown and being like top one, top two videos. So that's why I'm kind of surprised that his singles weren't number one. But this also came out in a very popular hip hop era of hip hop and R&B era of music. Yeah, the year 2000, man, the radio, it was just getting flooded with hip hop like this uh like the was this like peak rough riders time and it was around that time rough riders jay-z because dmx his first two out al- his first two albums dropped in 98 yeah and then like it was that air it was that era from i'll say from like the mid 90s as far as when i was listening to it like, like mid to late 90s to like maybe mid 2000s mid to late 2000s ish 
was that real big popular like boom and that's when you see you know, you know a bunch of crossovers with music not just you know not just hip-hop and r&b and rap because that's always mixing but some rock with rap and vice versa yep. and country like it was just a big i think that was probably, probably the best era of music in my it opinion. was a huge just huge melting pot shit was all over the place so that's pretty crazy. He number one album never had a number one actual single from the album. I think Ride With Me hit the highest at number three or something like that. Don't quote me on that, but it was something like that. And of course, when you think Nelly, the first song that comes to mind is either the hot shit song, which is actually just called Country Grammar or Ride With Me. I think those are the two. Uh, when you hear the name Nelly, those are what you first associate. And of course, you still hear on the radio pretty much or can hear any day of the week depending on what station you're listening to. Characterized as introducing a unique St. Louis Midwestern sound, he introduced Nelly's vocal style of pop rap St. Alons and Midwestern Missouri Twain. And I think that's what one writer wrote about Nelly's voice. And as I go back and listen to this album, that's one of the reasons I thought it really stuck out for me. I loved his voice. Yeah, his voice is good. Like it's more, it's super melodic to me. Like a a lot of rappers, one of the reasons, one of the reasons I don't listen to a lot of hip hop is I generally don't care for the rapper's voice, like a, like a deep husky voice, or I don't know, like I don't even know how to describe it. But his voice, he has a great, as he said, pop rap voice. Uh, yeah, like the some of the songs on here you could play on a couple of different stations, pop stations, R and B stations, straight up rap stations. Mm-hmm. So I think there is a huge crossover factor, like you mentioned you know, early 2000s. That's kind of what we were looking at. So he was getting played on all kinds of stations. And in 2016, Country Grammar became the ninth hip hop album to be certified diamond. Diamond. Fucking amazing. 2016. So 16 years after it came out, it hit 10 million copies in the US. Wow. What's even more impressive is, uh, well, I mean, yeah, that's impressive. What was the other crazy note? So, so on Billboard's decade end chart, Nelly ranked as the third most successful act of the 2000s decade, mostly due to country grammar, but he also had his follow-up album Nellyville in 2002, which was another hit album. You know, I don't. Oh, that's not. Was that the one with no sweatsuit? Was kind of like a double album. What was on Nelly? Is hot, was that hot in here? I want to say so, but I I think I that was hot in here. I don't know, but really, I do want to say this really quick, just because I pulled it up. I pulled up a top te- top albums that came out. I'm not going to read every single album, but that came out in, two, in 2000. You had the Marshall Mathers LP. Uh, Ghostface came out with an album. Tyler Quali, Outcast came out with an album. Common. Jay-Z. I was thinking Outcast. Yeah, yeah. They're like, there's a lot of great artists that came out with an album then. And this, you got to remember, people. This is back when kids, if you listen to this to this podcast, when you had to actually go out and purchase. The albums you want to listen to. I mean, we, we might have been on the borderline of Napster. I could be wrong with that. I think we were on the cusp. But you could it wasn't as easy as how we can just fucking pick up our phones and how I did today and listen to or like you were saying, you're listening to yours at work and listen to country grammar, for example. Like you had to go actually go out and purchase these albums right before we could download them. Yeah. And Another quote I found from a freelance music journalist that I thought was relevant because it kind of described of how it describes some thoughts I had while I was listening to the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least match some of my thoughts. He, Peter Shapiro, a freelance music journalist, described Nelly's vocals as using unforgettable hooks based on schoolyard songs, songs Dutch double chants, and nonsense rhymes. As I was going through listening to this album, even the songs I don't like, I still get all the fucking choruses hit and mm-hmm. nailed. He does. Nelly knew how to write a fucking chorus. Yeah, it was just the it's the it might not be the best lyrics like you just said, but it's catchy. It's simple. It's easy to remember. And it wasn't hor especially the singles. It wasn't horrible. You know what I mean? It was they were okay at you know, I mean they were, you could even say they were good. They were fun songs, so it wasn't like, oh fuck, this is on again. It was more like, oh shit, this is on these. You know what I'll say about this album? Or sorry, about those four singles. Those four singles, I don't know about a white cookout, but that's like black cookout. <laughs> Dude, honestly, you probably would have heard those at a white cookout too, or still probably do. Yeah, and I'm not even trying to say it to be funny. I'm just saying like the typical white or the typical black cookout. There's just certain songs that you know, you know, when you go to your family's cookout or close friends cookout, there's going to be at least, I'll say across the board, Michael Jackson's playing at everybody's cookout. That's you're like, probably. I'm going to hear at least four Michael Jackson songs, probably because I played, I played it for the first four times. 
And you, you know, something like that. But, but okay, let's, I feel like Nelly was this album from this album. Those four were definitely cookout, cookout music. Like I said, this brought me right back to my high school days, driving around in my truck, just banging those fucking subs. But let's jump into some of these songs, man. I think this is going to be fun. Okay. Uh, like I said, it's a combination of things that I loved about this album, and I'll talk about that as we go through it. Album starts out with the intro. Don't care. It was a voicemail or something from someone he just put on there. Oh, Cedric the Entertainer. Uh, yeah. I th- was. Is he in the intro? I knew he was the interlude and outro. I don't. Yeah, he's 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 in the intro. I think he, okay. he does all three skits. Yeah. Uh, first song, St. Louis. And every song on this probably has has lyrics that I remember to some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least lyrics that jumped out to me is either hilarious. I'm like, holy shit. Yes. I could pick out favorite lyrics from each song. So, I mean, St. Louis wasn't one of my favorites. The more I listened to it, though, it kind of started to get stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. And again, chorus wise, I found myself singing choruses to probably every song on this album at some point this week, even when I wasn't listening to it. But I think this chorus jumps out at you right away. Uh, some got jobs, some sell. Yeah. Others just smoke and fuck all day. I think that's not a line you're going to forget. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like I mentioned this almost right off the bat. This album is mostly about smoking, sex and. Yeah. And I mean, cars, I'm particularly gonna- Range Rovers. I'm going to say this right now. Some got jobs, some sell. Yay, that part, whatever. But others just smoke and fuck all day. That doesn't sound like a bad day to me at all. <laughs> he, I mean, I guess if you can afford to live that way, sure. Yeah. Or, you know, if you want to drink and fuck all day, that's not a bad day. If you could, even if it's just one day, though, I, you could possibly, you could probably afford one day of doing that. I couldn't afford that every fucking, first of all, it's not healthy. <laughs> Let's get into that. <laughs> But even if even if just put health aside, we're in that make believe world. My my body only has so many fluids. Yeah, that's true. I need to nap. <laughs> I need to nap. But this wasn't one. I mean, it's not one of my favorite songs on the album. But uh, it also isn't one of my least favorite songs. Uh, and I say that because it's got a funky, fun beat that I really enjoy yeah. throughout the song. Lyrically, I don't. It, I don't know. It's. I, it's not something that jumped out at me. Yeah. Uh, other than, of course, I, there is one of my other favorite lines uh, I, from the song. I'm like human hot sauce thinking I'll burn your thoughts. I uh, thought that was a. I thought I like that, that was a good line. I like that. I um I do like this. This song here it is. It is one of the songs that I do like, like one of my it's under the uh, the four singles, but it's like one of the top ones on this, you know, minus those four songs. Mm-hmm. For me, I just I think it's just one. It's one of those ones that I definitely remembered as soon as i started playing it yep i was like i yes i remember this in the fucking 2000 listening to this all this is one of the songs on rotation this, yeah, this is song, on rotation this song probably sits in like the second if i was breaking the album up in thirds this is in the second th- second third okay for me the second part yeah yeah greed hate envy is the next song this i think once i started listening to it again one of my favorite songs on the album really? i thought this was a fucking banger Really? And it's funny, like I listen to a lot of pop punk and rock music and I listened to one of the best drummers in the business, uh, Travis Barker. He's a drummer for Blink-182. He got into producing. He helped Machine Gun Kelly just write his pop punk album. And now he plays with Machine Gun Kelly as like drummer. Uh, he could take on any kind of beat. So a lot of these songs, I'm when I've listened to the beat, I'm thinking of like it being dumb as a rock right. style. Oh, yeah. He and would- how, how a real drum set would in, really enhance a lot of these songs or he, how it would sound as a rock song. He actually uh, did drums on uh, the game. One of the games albums. I forgot which song it was. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but he did the drums. on it. It was fucking just. He's fucking insane, I, man. I want to hear that more like the rock mixed with the rap, especially like the drums, because the drums really go good with it. Yeah. And that was, yeah. And I think this is probably one of my favorite courses on the album. One of my favorite lines where he just says, fuck the game. Don't let the game fuck you over and over again. I fe- I was probably singing that more than any other line from the album this week. You know, it's funny. I could just picture you walking around the house and just pop, pop, fuck your wife. Like- I was doing it today. Uh, I was getting ready to feed the dog and I'm just saying to myself, fuck the game. Don't let the game fuck you just over and over again. I'm like, well, what would have made that funny is if your girl would have been like, Chris, what are you talking about? It's all week. What's going on? Like I had to watch myself at work because I'd be sitting there just rocking my head and I've got my headphones in. I got to make sure I'm not singing out loud. Yeah. 
Oh God. <laughs> While I'm sitting hilarious. in my cubicle with three or four other people. That would be so hilarious. And the only thing I feel like that would make that funnier is if you were singing out loud, Anthony comes out of nowhere dancing. <laughs> that would be great. We should, we should just sing and have him dance. That'd be hilarious. But uh, I assume the other line in the chorus is greed, hate, envy, but cake will do. I assume cake means money or something. Yes. There's no way I understood every, <laughs> all oh, the references I, they're throwing around on you. I'll break, I'll break the ones that I know. That's why, that's why you're here. You're, you're here to help me break down some of this. Now, some of the shit I might not know, but yes, that's money. Cake. Denar- yeah. Cheddar. It's also money in case that comes up or cheese. Cheddar, cheddar. I feel like I knew cake. I wasn't sure of. Yeah. I kind of put that cake one together. Also can mean ass. Like that girl got some cakes on her. I thought it. Could, I thought it had to be money or drugs. I assumed, but I thought money made more sense. Yeah, it's money. Okay. Like I said, one of my favorite. I just fucking. I love the beat and I love the hooks. I thought his the hooks on this song were fantastic. Yeah, it's it's like Nelly's voice. I said he's got one of the most melodic voices, which is what draws me to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like it just blunt, harsh sounding voice, which I think a lot of rap tunes are which kind of turns me off to them even though like one thing i do like about hip probably my favorite thing about hip-hop is just listening to the lyrics and seeing hearing some of the crazy rhymes and shit that (laughs) people are saying especially when you have a like a really good lyricist you're just like what how the fuck i gotta rewind that what the fuck did he just say not when it's something stupid like abc one two three nonsense that's you know out now yeah when they're just i can't think of a lyric but when they're just saying something deep you're just like what the fuck man i gotta listen to that 46 times to figure out what the hell he's talking about exactly again this is why i wanted to at least go through the album once with like lyrics up on another page so i can try to follow up uh and then like there's a reference to show being or Shaq and Kobe not getting together, and that made immediately made me think: How many times has that reference been just been used in pop culture in general? <laughs> yeah, back in the yes, yes, <laughs> and like anything, there's got to be like a Shaq and Kobe not getting along reference. Yes, and I love it though. I like for the time it was perfect. Of course, it's old now, but people can still. It, that's that's something that even I'll say: as long as you're a basketball fan, you'll know what they're talking about. Because I'm saying like younger generations will still get that Shaq and Kobe thing now so you know what i mean because you know how there's a lot of older songs that we've listened to even probably on this album that people won't know the references just because it's from that time and they're they were born in the last you know 10 years or 20 you know 10 years yeah it's been 21 years since this album came out and it was still great uh let's move on to country grammar the song that probably put him on the map nationally because obviously he was making a name for himself in st louis i couldn't wait to get to this song right the hot shit song funny the hot shit song my Which I'm mother, sure everyone thinks. My mother knew the hook to this song. Did she really? <laughs> yes, just the chorus. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, why you don't know this song? Because she was just, and she just busted out saying it because it was playing, but she like knew the words. I'm like, how do you know this damn song? And I'm like, it is playing. I'm thinking to myself now, like it was playing on the radio every single day. It was still, my was girlfriend just- texted me from work this morning, just heard country grammar on the radio. <laughs> between the radio i'm sure it was in movies and all like it was everywhere it was everywhere again this song has an incredible hook when it comes to the Mm -hmm. chorus but for some reason just him yelling hot shit to start the song and randomly in the chorus is what really i think ingrained people's mind this song in people's minds and then they just listen to it they're like this is just fucking catchy because when when this song comes on and people hear hot shit they yell it yep and then they just know <laughs> they know what's coming on and they just go crazy. And like I mentioned, one of the music critics or the quotes there that I had talked about, you know, like nonsensical lyrics, lyrics, the chorus in this is just fucking nonsense. <laughs> kind of. If you, You're like, I'm going downtown, baby. You're street in a Range Rover street sweeper, baby cocked, ready to let it go. Of course, that's where he yells hot shit. I, okay. Street sweeper. Why are we talking about a street sweeper? No, and then no, there's the. I, it's a, like a gun. Street sweeper. Oh, okay. The See, this is my white ignorance that made then, me think of a, uh, someone uh, driving the, the, hot the street. Shit, the hot shit would be, you know, okay. the, bullets, the hot. You just changed my entire view of the song. <laughs> you just blew my mind. <laughs> I should have just let you go. With the, this is what's fun about the album breakdown. The white guy, the black guy reference. So if I do want to. This use, has a whole new dynamic to this yeah, episode. So when I'm here listening to whatever you listen to, and there's certain things I don't really get. I'm like, okay, so from my mind, like Aaron, no, it's not that violent. Relax. <laughs> you just yeah. made this song much more violent to me. Okay. I did. You're welcome. 
we got to do more episodes. It's just the white, black versus black opinions of the song. Yes, that, that's a perfect podcast right there. And there we go. But even then, it, and then you get, but you get the shimmy, shimmy, cocoa, what? Uh, listen to a pound. Is so is that still related to the gun? You think shimmy shimmy cocoa what? Listen, listen to a pound, yeah, and then light it, light it up and take a puff. Yeah, pass it to uh, me now. That's it's smoking. Okay, it sounds ridiculous for ignorant white people that don't pick up on that. Like I just didn't for the last twenty one years. <laughs> it well, you know what it is though. I I can't even say white. It's just more you're not into the hip hop, so you wouldn't understand it. Versus, I'm sure I know for a fact there's blacks that don't listen to hip-hop that listen to the same music you were just mentioning so mm-hmm. it'd be like the opposite it'd be like them like one of them with anthony on because he listens to freaking everything <laughs> <laughs> but it, like it's fun I, and i think on the album this is the, probably the most memorable course i think this is what what uh I, most might, nelly fans are probably <sighs> singing in their head i don't know it would be i think it's out of this and ride with me because Ride With Me, they played it in so many movies. I re- see, I remember... With the driving. Yes. About, like, when I think of Ride With Me, I love that song. And we'll get to it. I find I remember more of the beat of the Ride With Me chorus than I do the lyrics. I remember more of the lyrics for Hot Shit. Than you do the chorus? Than I, than I on this chorus than I do with Ride With Me, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, for me, they're about the same... Um, and just for what I said, like just hearing them and stuff, but ride, ride with me. I feel like I heard in movies a lot more. I'm mm-hmm. not saying I didn't with hot with uh, not hot in here, sorry, with uh, country <laughs> grammar, yeah. But ride another thing with ride with me too is what is actually what you were just saying is I do remember, and again, I wish I could re- recall the movies, but I do recall you know, a car driving, you know, cl- car door closing, the car driving off, or they're just pulling up to the spot and turning the car off, and you're just hearing yep. the beat of the song, like it's just getting ready to come on or just going off. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I can see why you say that, or I see why you say that. And and then like my last my last thought on the song before I move on, I'm list, as I go through this album, kind of however many times I listened to it this week, the more and more I started thinking this song probably beat wise feels like the simplest to me. I don't think like it's a cool beat, but it kind of stays relatively the same throughout the song. It doesn't seem as intricate as a lot of the other songs on the album, which I find fascinating because this is really the song that you know put them on the map but it's you know what it is though it's it's a simple chorus like you said even though you have a deeper definition of what the chorus is actually talking about it's a simple chorus it's a club banger it club is bangers, you club bangers you want something that just has an awesome you want something that has a catchy little chorus or whatever something that you can and hot shit is perfect to yell anytime hot shit yelling that in the club i'm sure that's I'm just sure fun the club, they would stop the you know stop the beat everybody else hot shit and then they play the song again you know play the rest of the song or whatever so you have that going for it so it was like it was that one to get him on the mat to really get it going and then he can push the other ones out yeah so on and so forth yeah but definitely uh, that, uh, that song holds up man it's still fun to listen to it's still yeah, fun it to sing along with on to steal the show this is probably one of my least favorites on the album i listen listen i'm gonna tell you really quick i listened to it twice today back to back I don't even remember the song. There you go. It was so he, he's also part of the group, the St. Lunatics, which was like his own little rap group. I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how many members uh, made up the group or what, who, who, whatever their names were as they sing some of their names even throughout the album. But I feel like this is I think this was probably the first one where he lets a lot of the, his St. Lunatic guys do a lot of the singing. Yeah. Like on their own. And that just didn't do it for me. Like I wasn't into their voice. And I assume each of them is right in their own verse because I feel like you can hear the difference. Yeah. Uh, when it gets to like Nelly's verse, which I think he was the better writer. And yeah. The verses they they wrote. And like I mentioned earlier, there was there's something about Nelly's voice that, you know, is what stood out to me. It's why I like the songs, the songs on this album. And I've listened to the other ones. They 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 don't have the same. I don't think the voices mixed well, honestly. They get I've listened to like his compilation album with his group those songs they sounded better together with so maybe it's just because they had more you know more under their belt more practice under their belt or whatever you want to say like more chemistry better mixing there you go air because, force ones for example i know yeah or so I mean, I mean this is just like straight up three different verses sung by three different people yeah like three so verses and yeah. there's a couple songs on here like this and so i as i'm listening to it i'm honestly just kind of comparing the verses yeah. in my head and it has this like even I think this was probably his least impactful song on the album, maybe. 
Probably. Uh, like I like I enjoyed the verse at the end uh, where he sings. I thought that was definitely the best one in the song. My favorite line in the song was I'm addicted to yes and I'm allergic to no. I thought that was a great line. I'm addicted to yes, I'm allergic to no. That can get you in trouble. <laughs> well, like the, the first verse, this is one I had to go back. I like you mentioned, you have to listen to a number of times because you're like, what the hell did he just say? Yeah, this is one where I finally got the word into it. And I did that a couple times this week when I listened to the song and when I was looking up the word. And this is just a fucking crazy ass lyric that I was laughing at. I'm like, I can't believe that's mm-hmm. what the lyrics are. I got not one, two, three, four, five, but six whores for equality, vocal, cami and wallabies. <laughs> One of those, I think, is a liquor company or something. I smoke like I smoke like Dottie D. It got me booming like Bada Bane. Rap don't gotta sing because I get my hum on. Actually, I get hummed on. Hoes toes uh, be on my don don. Tones be on my don don. The don don part. I remember. I, remember I heard don don. I'm like, what? I started. I was fucking laughing when I heard don don. Yeah. Actually, I forgot what song it is, but someone actually uses uses the word penis and that actually i thought was the most jarring to hear because <laughs> it was medically accurate yeah it's the yeah that i think that's what it's funny no matter who says it i don't just, know how like how do you feel tough and like you're writing a tough rap verse when you're using dom dom <laughs> that's, that, that's when you're high and drunk in the studio you're just making shit rhyme and you're just like yo i gotta get i'm I got. I got to put something down because I got to get to my dealer. Them what it girls is. over there. Are, them girls over there are ready. So yeah, let me just. <laughs> dong, dong. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna remember most from that song right there. Me too. To their credit, I guess. Uh, after that comes an interlude. Don't care about that. That's another voicemail from Cedric the Entertainer. Uh, all right, man, ride with me. Yes. You go first on this one. I love this song. It's just. Because it's so relaxing. That's this song is like a relaxing song. This is this song right here is the ride to the gathering, the ride to the club, the ride to the cookout. It can also be played at the cookout, but it's just a ride somewhere. Because I mean, if you want to go take a ride with me, come on now. I don't think there's any question if you're making a road trip playlist, the song is on it. You have to just because and I'm sure in movies, that's what they did. Okay, road trip. This had to be the first song, and I'm sure it was a movie with a bunch of old white people in it, just to make it funny. And then, and this is it. this is definitely before the road trip goes bad. <laughs> this is yeah. the happy part of the road trip. This is when everything's all planned. Everything goes according to plan, or even better, you get in the car on time for once, and you just you hit the road. But as soon as this song changes, shit hits the fan. And <laughs> this is this this was another. I just think it's an awesome song. Like I really do think it's an awesome song. I think that this may be my favorite. Like I said, between this and Country Grammar, I think I might like this a little bit more than Country Grammar. Mm-hmm. This is probably my favorite single. That, this is my favorite song on the album, which would therefore make it my favorite single that dropped that he dropped on this from this album. Oh, this song's up there for me. I'm not gonna say it's my favorite on the album. It's without question. It probably fluctuates between this and uh, another one or two. We'll get into uh, as my top three kind of rotates. Okay, and. Last thing I wanted to say really quick before you go was um like where how you're saying with Nelly the way his voice is it yep. makes with this song so like perfect to me because it's because like he has like that this like his it's like laid back kind of just chill and then the beats like laid back kind of just chill this one, exactly. hey, it must be the money that's like the yeah. loud part of the song but it's still kind of like chill and that's that's exactly a point I'm gonna get into here hot shit put him on the map but mm-hmm. that's totally different kind of song than this one that uh yeah that got on pop stations that got uh, you know on your hip-hop stations this without a question is got to be the biggest crossover song on the album this is a song you hear on your rap station this is a song you hear on r&b stations pop stations adult contemporary stations will play this song edited of course, because <laughs> there are some lines and, and words oh, yeah. in here that need to be but, edited. But I can, I can see that, though, and I can see somebody in their in their 60s that's not really 50s, 60s and older. That's not really into hip hop, but they like some of it just because of like a cool beat and like a catchy, simple chorus, but not too much cussing. The edited version of this would be like a perfect thing of that, because this is this is one of the songs you, you can listen to it edited and it won't ruin it. You know, there's some no. songs you listen to and they're edited and it's just like, oh, come I don't even want to listen. You know what? I'm going to put the real version on in my headphones because this you're fucking it up. This is a song you can listen to, edit it or not, and be fine. 
I think it's I think it's the most melodic song on the album. I think it's the easiest to sing along with too because there's nothing overly fast paced with the rhyming in this, and I think that's what catches people's attention that don't generally listen to hip hop. And of course, another reason why this song blew up how it gets played on you know adult shit, adult contemporary stations and stuff like that. But I like I just I fucking love the beat of the song. Like you said, it's a relaxing song, mm-hmm. and I think you know this album has same themes throughout it mostly when it comes to like we meant talked about drugs sex money cars mm-hmm. uh this of course has some of those but i think when it i don't i think this is one of his best written lyrically lyrical songs on the album okay okay yeah again like i said this is my favorite song on the album almost by far it's just i don't just put you in that relaxing mood like this album i it's, i think it's the first song on the album that it generally tries to delve into his story like i always nobody became famous now people are after him for stuff so he's yeah. not necessarily focused on just smoking or drinking or mm-hmm. you know sex or anything like that he's actually there's a story in the lyrics yeah yeah definitely definitely and that's another thing that caught my attention about the song i mean the hook if you want to go and take a ride with me three wheeling in the foe with the gold d's first chris what does that mean you're, you're, I I don't have a clear answer, man. Go ahead and educate me. All right, black people, I could be wrong on this one. Low rider, you know, you can have the one wheel up driving. Oh, okay, the, all right. The gold, right. the gold rims, gold wheels. Yeah, the gold, pretty much the gold rims. I got. Yeah, because <laughs> like I have no idea. <laughs> and then, oh, why do I live this way? But what I'm getting at, there's there's no swearing in it, like. Smoke a L in the back of the Benzie was probably the no, worst. Saying they, smoke L was I think probably this, the worst part. I'm just, I mean, in the chorus, there was no cussing. No, I, th- I think the smoke, depending on the station you're listening to, I think the smoke thing gets bleeped out every once in a while. Yeah. But the only thing that ever gets bleeped out is there's uh there isn't, where is she? The other rapper comes in on like the bridge talking about suck me good, fuck me good. That part gets cut out. Oh, yeah. It goes. Yep. <laughs> As the pop sound. Yep. I I don't know. Like sometimes I notice that, and sometimes I don't. And when I do, I crack up. I'm like, what the? F- uh, it, it's funny. Be- Never mind. We're not gonna get. <laughs> it's it's, a, bad it's a whole different podcast. Yeah, we didn't start that one yet. <laughs> All right, but yeah, man, this is like the my top three songs on this album rotate, but this is always in those three. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to EI. I don't. This song is just fucking weird, but I like it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, what the, uh, do you have any idea what EI means? I meant to try and look it up. And I totally forgot. You know what? I have no idea. Even in the song title, it's E period I period. So I feel like it's got to be short for something. I, I wish I knew. And it's got, again, another. It's ridiculous, but one of the more memorable choruses on the album because he's just on delay, on delay, EI, EI. Oh, everyone. And yeah, that I knows Nelly to... knows knows that fucking line. That's very true. What's popping tonight? Underlay, underlay, underlay. Mama yeah. yeah. So if the head right Nelly's there every night, which you can't say that on the radio, but he did steal that line from Biggie. Did That's he? Fine. Yeah, Biggie originally said, "If the head right Biggie's there every night." I did not know that. I forgot what song it was, but but like I love the short build up in the beginning before the bass just drops. And then he goes, really? It's yeah. And I remember sitting there, like I said, I had my Ford Ranger with the 12 inch subwoofers and the extended cap part. I'd be at a stoplight. I would switch to this real quick when there were people around me and turn it up real loud. And I just sit there watching and waiting for that bass to drop and shit to just start shaking and get people's reactions. Uh, And then it was, yeah, that was hilarious. Like I said, I feel like the chorus is when you, like people may not know the song, but mm-hmm. they'll remember that line from the chorus, or they'll know they've heard that. And that's another thing. Like we were talking about Nelly, what he was doing, what at the time was he knew how to fucking write a hook. He did, and honest, and I mean, even now it's probably still important. But back again, back then when you had the music videos dropping, you had a new video dropping damn near once a week from all genres of music, not just hip hop, but. Back then, like if you had a catchy hook, you had something like it's like, oh, shit, the rest of the song could be horrible, but you'll hear that hook and just this is my shit or this is my fucking even if it's just for the hook and the beat's good. That's like all you needed. 
I enjoy. I like. I liked his writing style. I liked his rhyming style. That's another yeah. reason. He. I thought he had a great rhyming style. Like his verses are good, but when it came to the chorus, he was just on fire. Even the songs, my some of my lesser favorite songs on the album, the chorus is what I get stuck in my head still on some of them. Definitely, definitely. I, and this is one right here. Unlo- yeah. Unlo- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's yeah. just easy to remember. Yeah, it's an easy. It's catchy, and it's. Part, and honestly, I think part of what helps you remember it is the nonsensical combination mm-hmm. of words. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right. You're right. And I'll, I'll just to end uh, for EI really quick, what I'll say is, and I, I looked it up. So EI is, is supposed to stand for eat it. Okay. Eat That's, it. Yeah. Which they're talking about getting ahead in the song. So I guess I get it. Uh, yeah, we, we will leave it at that. <laughs> but but with the EI thing, I used to say it. I, did, I just said EI because it sounded cool. I mean, I was what, 14, 15 around then. So it just sounded yeah. cool in the song. You hear it in the music. When, and it, stuff. And it, it's funny, as I, like I mentioned, this album was definitely a lot more raunchy than I remembered. Yeah. Or now I'm even learning some new meanings, thanks to you. But to know that this album sold over 10 million copies, is, I That's find crazy. hysterical Amazing. now. Okay, last fact about this one. So most notably, the line, like I was saying, it was from Biggie songs from Hypnotize. 1997, 1997 Biggie signal Hypnotize. Okay. So if they had right, Biggie's there or not. I remember Hypnotize. Uh, I don't remember the lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's right. one of those songs I know for a fact, if you played it, you'd be like, oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. All right, moving on. Thicky Thick Girl, least favorite song on the album. I... This is another one I really don't remember. Same as the whatever the other one was called. <laughs> uh, steal the show. Yeah. You're that. with me, man. We're, we're lining up really yeah. close on our feelings on these songs. Steal like, the show. I didn't really was let, forgetable. But... Let, I'll, I'll even say take that song off. Steal the show. Take this song off the album and keep the um keep the skits because the skits are at least what a minute and a half. They're and... not, not even that. Uh, yeah. This is one of the one of the three songs or so I would take off the album. Least favorite song on the album. Thicky Thick Girl, I thought was just a hilarious name for a song. I thought it was a funny name for a song. I'm not making fun of the subject matter. There's nothing wrong with women of any shape or size. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> you know what? Thicky Thick Girl. It's a thick. Yeah. 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 Like uh, it, it, this was just the most boring sounding song on the album to me. Like you said, you can't even remember it. Mm-mm. And there's it, a reason. You know what it seems like it was trying to be? And I, again, I don't remember any of the lyrics at all. And I have them right in front of me. Don't recall them. Uh, hold on. Looking, I would tell one song, the one line that jumps out from the chorus, looking like a lollipop waiting for a lick girl. I thought that was hilarious. I'm laughing at it now. Looking like a crime I'm going to commit. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Like, I remember the chorus. Again, he was, Nelly was great with the fucking choruses. So I I remember the chorus, but uh, yeah, looking like a lollipop waiting for a lick girl. (laughs) Looking like a crime I'm going to commit. Or something like that. <laughs> it could be a crime that I want to commit. Yeah. Girl, which that sounds kind of rapey, Nelly. You it does. Have... It does. Careful. And then I laughed. He, Nelly has a line where he says he, he sparked more dynamite than good times. That cracked me up. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Good times. <clears throat> good times, people. Good times. But like I said, there's lyrics. Even if I don't care for the song, there were lyrics that, that. just drew my attention. And see, for me, because I do listen to hip hop more so <clears throat> than any other genre. When I hear songs that like aren't singles, I listen to I listen to it for like just like a dope lyric or dope story. And if it doesn't have that, it's, it's hard to hold my attention. And this was just one of those songs. Same again. Same with the uh, the other song that we were talking about. Steal the show. Yep. Song number five. Yeah. Like I said, I remember this song because of the chorus, uh, particularly that looking like a lollipop waiting for a liquor line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I didn't even know these lyrics until I had them again. This was another coincidence or not another song that was broken up between Nelly and like two mm-hmm. other guys. Yeah. So Nelly is comes in on the third verse, which for me is the best verse again, uh, has one of the best lines in the song in the verse called take pride in my stabbing headboards. you be grabbing, got them banging the wall. So hard neighbors calling. <laughs> Hey man, gotta be putting that work in. You gotta take pride in your work. You do. I take pride in mine. We all should. You take pride in the things you enjoy. But again, man, like I said, I would if it was if I was piecing this album together, I would have made it at least three songs shorter. And this is one of those that I would have left off for like a B side or something. 
I'm honestly, it's getting crazy. This album's getting to the point to where, let's see. Well, we can go over it at the end too. Yeah, but there's a lot of songs I would take off of this album. So where this album might not be, it might not even make ten, and that's including the skits. It might just make ten. Wow. If it's All right, let's keep going because I'm curious because I got one of my favorites coming up. Uh, the song for my, which in my opinion probably had the most end bombs. I'd have to again. Oh yeah, Lil Wayne was on this song. He Lil Wayne was on lot. this song. I I really like this song, honestly. What I really liked about it is I feel like this this song at least had a different feel than the other songs in the sense that it kind of musically it felt like an anthem. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had a lot of like the drumstick, bang and drumstick type sound. I had like. I felt like I heard some trumpets in it. it. It had more of an anthem feel, even the way they were singing with the verses in the chorus on this. It was, uh, it kind of got me pumped up. Little Wayne's another one who has that kind of voice and how he can change his voice. He's good with the, with the voice. He at least used to be, I don't know how he is now, but with kind of changing up his voice to kind of fit the song. Yep. And he, he's definitely one of those kind yeah, of, yeah. Like I said, when it comes to voice, like I, I know I've heard Little Wayne stuff I can't stand, but he sounded I thought he sounded good on this one. Like mm-hmm. it it fit, it worked with what they were doing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like this one again, this one to me is not very memorable, but it's one I guess I could guess I can keep it. Type it was, of deal. Like, like I, I, it wasn't bad. There wasn't lyrically anything that stuck in my head, but I remember the beat and yeah. I really enjoyed that. Like I said, this one this song felt uh, musically like an anthem, like getting ready yeah. to getting pumped up for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, even with the verse and chorus structure, and if uh, Nelly's lyrics are to be believed, he was doing this one for his end bombs and his bitches with style and grace. Oh, I always do shit for my niggas and bitches with style and grace. <laughs> that's because that's what the chorus was. You said bitches, in, I mean, female dogs, though. I have one female dog. That's what his chorus was. I'm doing this one for my end bombs. I'm doing this one for my bitches with style and grace. And there's again something about sex in there somewhere yeah. do you have two fem- don't you have female dogs chris i have one you do and she's your bitch that you do things for right yeah yeah see same thing wrapped, wrapped around her paw <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i hate to admit it but yeah other side other side u-t-h-a is how it's actually spelled on his album <laughs> i don't remember that song at all really this was a strong strong song for me i like this one a lot it has a slower beat. I loved the verse structure lyrically. I thought again, uh, by the this point in the album, I don't even know what the tra- actual track number is. The theme is starting to wear thin a little bit, mm-hmm. just smoking and sex and cars. So this is, I think, one of his next best well-written lyrical songs. Again, it's trying to tell a story. Uh, it touches on some deeper stuff than just those. Obviously, those are kind of parts of it. Yeah, Um, this is the one. It had the verse about uh, the kids being locked in their room because their mom's having sex for money. They're like, "Oh damn, different guy every night." All damn, this Mm -hmm. one song. Uh, the first guy had some money, or the guy in the first verse had some money. Had to got warned like the feds or something. Had to pawn stuff. Lost it all. Yeah, and then uh, the third verse was like trying to convince a kid to stay in school. You can stay in school and still be cool and stop doing drugs and stuff like that. So he's trying to send a message. Yeah. Which is always cool. It just like the when I think of this song, the word smooth comes to mind because it had a smooth feel to it. Beat wise, vocal wise, mm-hmm. style wise to it. So this was a, this was a, one of my more liked songs on the album by far. And again, like, I don't know. For me, it just like not many songs grab me on this album. But again, like I said, when I usually listen to a hip hop album, especially from going through it, I'm listening to more of like not just like something cool, like, oh, shit, that was cool. I'm going to hear it again. It's like something deep, something like really that really hits me, like lyrically really hits me. And I'm just like, oh, yep. shit. And so well, this didn't really. Like I said, one of the reasons I this song jumped out at me was mainly because of the lyrical content. I liked the beats. I thought it was a great beat and vibe. But after hearing so many songs of smoking and sex and everything this one felt like it had just had more to it lyrically yeah content yeah. Wise. so at that point that's kind of what i'm paying attention to for the rest of the album uh the next song though them though damn wappas rappers though how would you pronounce those damn rappers oh though them rappers yes though them rappers uh so musically beat wise my favorite sounding chorus on the album hands down really yeah 
music and beat wise this is my favorite sounding chorus on the album i remember this i probably played this one the most when i had those subwoofers just because of how this chorus hit bass wise like uh there's not a lot of bass in like the beginning of the song but you hit the chorus and then it's just boom 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 Mm -hmm. boom i just i just loved the fucking way it hit it was a nice build up to the chorus you don't remember it do you no like (laughs) I'm I'm being honest with you. A lot the like a lot of this album is very it's not very memorable for me. And music is something that's like I can listen to an album like the first time I listen to it, or the first time I listen to a certain song or a certain or a certain album. And if I really enjoy the full album, I can go back like I can especially if I listen to it back to back. I can just like I can remember these songs just like say talking about them an hour or two hours later or whatever, three hours later, a day later even. But with this, it doesn't for me it doesn't really have much. Well, there's like a, I said, a lot of throwaways. This again, been, uh, um, what do they call it? This could be one of them short albums, like five, six songs. An EP. That's what it is. EP. Thank you. So, like you mentioned that lyrically, there wasn't anything in this song that jumped out at me. That's why I talked about the strictly the music and the yeah. beats. Uh, because he kind of because I even in my notes that I wrote down, jotting down as I was listening to this, I clearly wrote that the theme of this this is where i started to really think the theme of the album of money sex jewelry cars was really getting old because that's what the song's about again like okay but the, the but the beat is what grabbed me mm-hmm. and again that's why i appreciated the writing and ride with me and other side as much as i did yeah because yeah it had elements of that but it tried to tell a deeper story at least uh rap something this song was just straight up about smoking pot and the other song I would just kick off the album. <laughs> yes. Rap something. Yeah. Yeah. I. At this point, I'm just like, I got it. You smoke and you love it. That's fine. This is, that is 100%. Every line in the song is just about smoking pot. And hoes. Yep. I, it boggles my mind how many songs out there are actually about just smoking <laughs> Like, how much is there to say? I mean, just because of the way slang changes every so often, I guess you change it up with that. But I get what you say. I get what you're saying at the same time. Like, I don't have to hear you talking about you smoking through the whole thing. Like, I, and I say that I don't care. I have no, about I, people smoking. I, yeah, that's fine. I, I can't that, do it because of my but, job. But but there's no what I'm what I'm getting at those. There's ways of saying it, like say versus versus like this type of song or like a, a deeper song. But like, listen, you know, when I was growing up, I used to smoke to blah blah blah. You know, to, to like get through things. This is why I'm smoking. And then maybe yeah. they have a party song about smoking. But to just say you're smoking, partying like all the time for every damn song, it's like okay, it's I get it. You smoke and you drink. Me too. And, the, and like the beat in this song was fine. Again, it, even that wasn't something that jumped out at me compared to the other songs on this album mm-hmm. yeah this uh i i vaguely remember the chorus about i, I we're getting he and my friends getting high i i watches we oh yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah 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 <laughs> and like the the way that they're doing the yeah 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 and all that that's yeah. fun it just should have been something better like because that could have been something dope that could have been something dope that could have been like a dope single and like a club song, because you could see people in a club doing blah, 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 whatever that blah, blah, blah is. That kind of sounds the same, but it has to be something like just something better, something more catchy. And this didn't do it. I will say the uh, I mentioned the beat. I mean, the beat is a little bit fun. But what it reminds me of this song mm-hmm. reminds me of the Beastie Boys song, Girls. I'm not sure I know that. One. Uh, you'd probably know it if you heard it. I forget. It was oh, one yeah. of their older songs for sure. OK. And it, again, I had a couple funny lines, but other than that, I would have this would have been a B side or just straight up filler song. Take it out. Yeah. Batter Up, the fourth single that was released from this album. Another fun one. <laughs> I like this one. Like, I didn't love it, but like, out of the four singles, this was number four for me. Oh, yeah, of, me too. The album out of the albums that I liked on this song, this would be like the last one. It wouldn't be the, the last out song. of the albums you liked on this song. You know what I mean? Out of the songs I like on this album. <laughs> yes, that. Out of the songs I like on this album, this would be like the last, as far as like in last place, but I wouldn't mind it to be the song that closes the album. It would be like in the middle. You, you throw, it would be like a filler song you throw in the middle, but it's good enough to stay. Yeah, this was my least favorite of the singles, but it's still a good song. I think was this is mm-hmm. the longest. I think this is the longest mm-hmm. song on the album. 
I'm the first to swing. Yeah, because it's his whole crew again. Yeah, it's his whole totally. crew. It's another song Nelly fans seconds. are going to know, specifically because of the like some of the lines he wrote are just some of the most memorable. Uh, Fish don't fry in the kitchen. Beans don't burn on the grill. That's from... Um, but that's from... That? What show is that? What's that from? Is that the Jefferson? No. Yes, the Jeffersons. Okay. See, I know, I know my black sitcoms. I know they're great. <laughs> they were great. The white sitcoms were great too. I can't lie, sitcoms are fucking amazing back in those days. A lot of racism in it, but they made it funny. Yeah, and that's what I—that's what people know the song for, though. They won't remember the any probably the rest of the song at all. For this one, yeah, they may remember the beat and they know that line. Because yeah. even listening back to it for like the first time, I'm like, I don't remember how the rest of the song went, but I know this part. See, now when I was listening to this song, this song I did like if I hear it, I remember as it's going on, but I can't just sing it out of nowhere. Yeah. But if, if it's on, I can go with it for the most part. There's no question. Again, uh, the chorus made this song because the verses were forgettable. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there was one line that cracked me up. If I think with my dick, then put your mouth on my brain. Oh, <laughs> okay that's hmm and again like uh the other guys from his group were sitting on this song this is and they broke it up again in like different verses mm-hmm. uh but this is definitely their best effort when it yes the, on the album by far scenario by far by f- yeah hell yeah like this <clears throat> not a bad song it's a fun song um it has a catchy hook this is another cookout song of course you just take the cussing and all that stuff out and your parents are going to remember the first part of it they're going to be singing it and being all happy your aunts are going to be all happy then as soon as the rest of it plays they're going to want to change the damn song <laughs> maybe but, you tell them but no. like if um like yeah the song's fine it's enjoyable it's got the memorable chorus but i, I wouldn't have paid, if i was putting out a fourth single this wouldn't have been it really yeah. over okay i'll ask I'll, I'll try to save that question for the end I was going to say, what would you put over? What song would you put out as a single instead of this? But I'll, uh, like, well, I'll warn you, it's not any, it's not either of the next two to close out the album either. So oh, I, I know that. Uh, if I was going to had put out a fourth single and I'm shooting for something radio that's going to take over the radio, I would say Saint, for me, St. Louis. Saint Maybe Louis. Greedy. I don't, I don't think it wouldn't have been that for me. I am leaning towards other side. And the reason here's here's my reason for it. Just because the way he sounded when it first comes out, you can find me in St. Louis. Like I could see that. I could have I could see that having been a single. Especially if they could have a cool video with it. That was another thing that sold the singles was if you have yeah. you had to have a cool music video with it. And that's why Batter Up worked. Plus it worked with uh, like Nelly really was all about the sports stuff. Remember when MTV would do like the crossover sports things with the celebrities? Yep. He was in all over those. And then I believe it was used. What was that baseball movie? There was a baseball movie that came out around then a black baseball movie. And this song was used in it as well. So it worked for that. And I heard it. I remember hearing it from that movie. Just don't remember what the movie was called. I don't know. But we got two songs to wrap up here. Uh, Never let him see you sweat. Again, this was not one of my favorites. Um, no. On the album, I'll, t- I'll take it back. If I were to take four songs off this off this album, this would have been one. This one would have been a, like a B side two or something. Yep. I do think it's kind of funny that the chorus is partially about deodorant. <laughs> it oh, is sorry. like the what was the lines I brought my right guard in case my shot ain't handy. Speed sticking me and by menin. <laughs> I've never heard speed sticking as a verb. <laughs> That's about guns though. But still, speed sticking. But- yeah, they're sticking me and mine. Yeah, that's I just thought that was hilarious. But it's it sucks. It's funny, but it sucks. This song sucks. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you. That too. <laughs> this Most is not one of the reasons I remembered this album. That's for sure. I don't even remember this song. <laughs> like I don't even remember listening to it today. And I listened to it. Uh, and then Nelly had a line that I laughed at. Uh, again, this one was broken up amongst his other friends in the St. Lunatics. I'm the reason they invented the whole navigational system. So end bombs can't find the trucks and they women when I'm with them. Mm. <laughs> that kind of, that I thought that was kind of pretty clever. Yeah. But I, like I, again, I just feel like this song is just take it or leave it. It's a filler song for me on an already long album. 
I say throw it away. Yep. I, I I can even tell you, well, once we're done with these last two, well, it's just, just with this one, I can pretty much tell you what my song lineup would be for this album. Not what, like, not numeronical what it would be coming on the album, but what songs I would keep. All right. All right. On to the last song, Loving Me. Uh, last effing song finally was my thought when this finally came on. My favorite thing about this song is, um, honestly, it's different than anything on, else on the album, at mm-hmm. least. thought it was a fine closer. Not great, yeah. uh, but it, it's more of a slower R&B. I don't even know if it's R&B, just a slower mm-hmm. pop type song. The, the, I, actually, this is the first time where I didn't really care for Nelly's verses and how they sounded. Uh, and the, it, and the this, chorus was fine, I thought. This one here was one I actually liked. Didn't love it, but I kind of liked it. I'm sorry, like go this, ahead. This, I was going to know, this would, this would have been my last keeper. of. Well, it's the last song, obviously. Yeah. But this would have been a keeper for me right here. And it might even be the, like if I were to do a song lineup, this would might this may have still been the closer for me just because it's kind of like that calmness. He's just kind of just talking, just like expressing his feelings to his mother. And oh, I agree, I agree with that. Uh, it works great as the closer because again, it sl- again slows it down, and yeah, it's a calm way to end the album. Mm-hmm. And again, it the reason it stands out to me, and I remember this song, is it was different than everything I had just heard before it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, all right, man. Final thoughts. Okay. Five. So what I'll do is I'll give you what I would keep. What I would keep. Let's do it. I'd keep St. Louis. I'd even keep Greedy Hate Envy. I'd keep Crunchy Grammar. Um, I'd keep Ride With Me. I'd keep EI. I'd keep For My. What about Thicky Thick Girl? Nope. Yep, I'd, that's keep bat- I'd keep Batter Up and I'd keep Loving Me. So that's eight songs I would keep out of 17. So that's well, All right. Yeah, I got rid of Steal the Show. Mm-hmm. I got rid of Thicky Thick Girl. Uh, rap something. I got rid of that. And never let him see you sweat. Those were gone. Oh, so only four. You got rid of only four songs. So I got rid of four songs. <laughs> and I got rid of like half the damn album. <laughs> but I mean, still, it's. But listen, I say I got rid of them. It's not like if the, I was listening to the, I had to listen to the album all the way through. I, I wouldn't thank God I hate this. Uh, I mean, even those songs are fine as I'm listening to them. It's just nothing yeah. memorable or that stands out to me. Yeah. So Nelly, you could have cut this album in half. <laughs> it would have been a lot better. It would have been a whole lot better. It, <laughs> yes, it would have been a whole lot better. There's a lot of songs you could have just threw away or. And it's a, honestly a lot of the songs that aren't that great are the ones that are features. He could have put that on like a Saint Lunatic Saint Lunatics album. See, like I said, I feel like you cut those four songs, you make that B side promotional stuff as you're advertising this album during the album's life cycle or something like that. I think that's what you do because it's. Hold on, how many tracks did I say was even on this to begin with? Was it fourteen? Yeah, fourteen. Yeah, and I I do want to take back something really quick so i said st louis would be my other single it would not be st louis it'd be greedy hate envy that's that's kind of what i'd want it to be because uh, that but i did another... get in that chorus on radio there where it's fuck the game don't let the game fuck you Screw. i don't know yeah they'd probably re-record that as a different word i don't like they do now with some songs i don't know can you do what about could screw be played like screw the game don't let the game screw you that does that does maybe that doesn't that sounds weird though They'd have to change it to something. I don't know what they would change it to. That's not for us to decide, Aaron. Nope, it's not. (laughs) Figure it out. But I think that's going to do it for another episode of Jukebox Deep Dives. Thanks, buddy. Aaron Sturdivant for hanging out and chatting about Nelly and all kinds of other nonsense. This was super fun, like I thought knew it would be. I think we we all learned something today. (laughs) did. Chris learned a lot. I did. You you helped educate me to some of Nelly's sayings that I was unaware of. Some hip hop stuff. It, it, it keeps you safe. So, you know, you hear this stuff. You're like, okay, this is danger. I got to leave. This has to be start dancing. <laughs> <laughs> this is a part that should sound serious. I'm dancing like a fool instead. Someone's coming like, I'm going to bring the street sleepers out. Chris is like, finally, someone's going to clean these streets. <laughs> finally, there was a lot of dirt and garbage just along the edge here. <laughs> like, why is he talking about cleaning streets? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what do we want to promote? Of course, horror with Sir Sturdy. 
Yes, definitely. People check out Horror Resource 30 every Tuesday night and Thursday night, nine o'clock Eastern time. That will be on Facebook, on YouTube and on Twitch. On Twitch, it's horror underscore with underscore star underscore 30. Also, Popcorn and Pines every Saturday night, same time, nine o'clock Eastern time. All those same platforms, except for, well, no, I'm lying. Oh, well, yeah, YouTube, <laughs> Facebook, Twitch. Uh, Twitter. Twitter, which at, I, it? at Popcorn Pints, right? At Popcorn Pints. And then on Instagram, I believe it is pop, at Popcorn and Pints. Yes. But live shows, 9 o'clock Eastern time. And you're going to get, you're just going to get a lot of this, plus more of us talking like this yep. and for a lot longer. So more of this nonsense for, but longer. Anything else? <laughs> anything even else less on, focused. Anything else on the Z Network, the Z Network Facebook group, go check that out. That's you can catch most of our content. That's where a lot of us post. There is a few things on the YouTube channel, but from the YouTube channel, like the connected channels with that, go check out all that stuff too, people. Absolutely. And of course, be sure to check out Stories from a Bar on all your major podcast platforms. And you'll find this podcast hopefully on all the same platforms. And be sure to follow Jukebox Deep Dive on Twitter and Instagram at Jukebox Deep Dive. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and I will see you next time. Peace.